Do you want to try the sea shanty? No. Oh, why not? Because I hate the sea shanty. Well, that's just going to be really awful to edit out that noise. The ship was the belly of tea. Ready? Soon. This way you come in low. Soon. Come on, just give me something. Let's try it. Soon may the weatherman come. <laughs> I hate you. Welcome to the Porra Podcast. My name's Will, and with me as ever is Eddie, the Helter to my Skelter. Uh, Manson? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already giggling anyway, because uh, we've just been singing sea shanties, and Will wouldn't care to admit it, but we have. I'm deleting all evidence of the sea shan- shanties. I can't say that fucking She thing. shall she shanties. At the... um, Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Um... Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm, you're not dissing me here, right? You're just no, not really. quoting I ca- Manson. I just finished the uh, Manson in his own words book and I just... Manson on the brain. Uh, how fucked up is he? He is strange. There's, there's, there's you, are you, if, you're, if you're starting no. this conversation with trying to, trying to <laughs> fucking sympathise <laughs> with Charlie Manson. Sympathising with Manson. No, but there is a strange bit. There's like a sudden bit in the book where he starts talking about banging women when he gets out of prison. And how good he is at it. And then after that, I swear to God, it's just a boasting book about how much sex Manson has had. This is like four foot nothing fucking yeah. like, hippie He's talking mongoloid. about all the new people who get seen and about what they're all about. But at, pretty much at the end of every set, it's like, yeah, we'd burn. It's just like boasting about it. Really? Yeah. Like Stoney boasting he is the expert, the master of fingering. Well, you have never been fingered by anyone unless you've been fingered by Tom Stone. <laughs> According to Tom Stone. So yeah, is it is it sort of a a learner's guide how to how to be a cult? How to how to start a cult? No, because he really paints himself as just this guy that was just wanted to go out into the desert and shag and just fuck everyone and that was it. He and didn't then, want anything to do with anyone else. And the Beatles changed it all. The Beatles changed it all. But he again he doesn't even he, he literally puts it on everyone else. But he's on everyone else. He's like, yeah, I like the Beatles, but it's like, it wasn't my idea. Like, honest to God, he, he, he absolves himself of all crime, apart from at the end when he starts talking about all the crimes that he did <laughs> in the Helter Skelter like, movement thing. Well, this is fucking his, how bipolar he is, surely. Like, in, 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 in even, like, the, the, the length of a book, of an autobiography, he pleads not guilty and then guilty... <laughs> from much. the from the first act to the third. Yeah, okay. here's what I was guilty of. It's, it's quite a lot then. <laughs> well, so as we mentioned in our last episode, to celebrate what would have been George Romero's 81st birthday earlier this month, we've turned February into hashtag Zombie Hashtag Zombie Month. Oh my god, I am so fucking pumped for zombie month right now. <laughs> Woo! Do you know what? So am I. 
You actually... Dude, I told you, I love zombie films. It's fucking... I have been listening to nothing but Send More Paramedics for the fucking last week. Loving it. Love that little plug. I have been... Honestly, I've been counting down the days for Zombie Month since you announced it seven days ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped, man. I can't believe it, like... I thought you just hate. I thought you hated all zombie films. Sorry, all horror films. I, d I don't know. I don't know why it is. I've, n I've never really seen zombie films as as horror films. And no, I I don't get scared at, at zombie films at all. Do you know why? Why? I love the. What would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Oh, you can just take over the, with the chat, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm constantly planning how I would survive the zombie apocalypse. And I'm not quite them fucking doomsday prepper fucking wankers on Discovery. No, but... no, but I don't trust anyone who hasn't had some form of planning for a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, what, what's your bug out? What are yeah. you doing? Like, how, how are we going to survive if we are here? Yeah. That's why I'm like single for so long. <laughs> first day, every first question, hey, so have you planned for the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> no, I haven't. You... Get away from me. What would you do? Mm, that's not good. It's not good for you. Mm. Vegan, are you? Oh, shit. <laughs> Might not survive the zombie apocalypse. No, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm psyched. Fucking but, right. I don't think I've watched that many zombie films, though, so I'm looking forward to expanding my horizon yeah. and playing... Jamie T zombie on constant repeat <laughs> from now until the end of month. Where is your bug out point? Where are you going in the, in the apocalypse? Good question, Will. Well, we are quite um, rural here. Where we are now? Yeah. yeah. So I think we'd be pretty good. So every fuck around here has a shotgun, right? <laughs> so everyone and their mums are pecking at <laughs> you. Yeah. Farmers. Farmers' mums. <laughs> So, boom, we've got access to firearms. Yeah. Right? We've got a guard. We've got a guard, we've got a guard dog. Oh, fucking Bramble will be the worst guard dog. We have a dog. She'd just be asking the zombies to throw a ball for her. Very true. But she'd evade. She, ain't no one's catching her. I don't know. I'm just thinking um, we'll we'll go up to one of, one of the edges. Yeah. Stanich Edge. Something like that. Frogger Edge. And just, just hold the fort there. Just pick them off. Take a few golf clubs, a few golf balls, suck a few dinners. <laughs> okay, right, but if you were back in your flight in London, where are you going? Good question. Uh, probably just lay down and just let them eat me now. Yeah. You're on like the top floor of a flat though, right? So they might struggle to get all the way up. Especially if you've got really narrow corridors of yours. That's true. Yeah, but you'd go... Imagine you'd go to like the frigging Tower of London or something. That is like, a, you know, a natural fortress. Fortify it. Exactly. <laughs> like, go fucking with a posse and go clear it out. And then it would literally be like you're in olden days fighting off the frogs. Mm. The ravens there would probably keep you alerted to zombies as well. Exactly. And how cool would that be? Yeah, You've literally got a, a moat. That's pretty badass, actually. And there'd be loads of medieval weapons in there. I'd be, like, fighting them with fucking crossbows and, <laughs> and battle axes. Yeah, but then you're going to be stuck with a hell of a lot of tourists. Tories? Tourists. All oh, right. <laughs> I, I tried to go an episode without seeing any Tory bashing, okay? Now you're just fucking dangling the yeah. fucking worm out in front right. of me. Low-hanging fruit, Ed. All right, come on then. What would you do? What's your What's your bug out? Um, not be in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I am in a very dense area. I don't think there's anywhere good around me to go. But you'd get on the canalways. 
You know, like get on the water. Like, they ain't good with water. Just get on one. Just rub yourself up. Under the dead zombies. Well, yeah, but it'll take them a while. Get yourself on a canal boat. Yeah. And meander down the river. Mm, that's good. With call. like poked poked sticks. Poked sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Sticks with points. But I do live with someone who works for the NHS, so that would come in big handy. That would. I'd be good with that. Yeah. And I live with someone who works for the government as well, so we could create the new society, all three of us. Are you just going to fuck them both? No, I'm providing the new new world with podcast entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, without me, you're nothing, though. (laughs) Would you have me on as a guest, as a zombie? Uh... Brains. (laughs) You live near the zoo as well. I do live near the zoo. You could train an army of penguins. <laughs> Wild dogs and penguins. Yeah. Is there like, what? what's like the most, it's the lions there, isn't there? There are lions there, yeah. I ain't training them. Why not? <laughs> I don't think I fare well. You don't have to train them, just let them loose. <laughs> well, we digress. Just make a, make a, make a, make I a. I said m- we digress. <laughs> make a quiet pact with the leader to not eat you. If they can eat all the zombies they want, and then boom, let them loose. Imagine that, just having like a couple of lions on leashes. Yeah. Just like, whatever. Go. What's the line called in the Lion Witch of the Wardrobe? Uh, Aslan? Go, Aslan. Is it Aslan? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that's a local kebab shop around the corner <laughs> for me as well. <laughs> right, so seeing as it is hashtag zombie month. Hashtag zombie month. Uh, this week's homework was to watch George Romero's original 1968's film. Night of the Living Dead. Mm. So, Ed, mm. how'd you find it? <laughs> mm. oh, I... <sighs> you don't have to like this film. Can I not? You don't have Is to. Is that okay? Yeah. Great. I didn't like it. No, I can tell. <laughs> I think when we were watching it, you before the film had even ended, I think you were getting out of your seat ready to go. It was like, 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 like the dad of the family who's bored of whatever they do. It's like, right, come, let's go. Right. Yeah. Off we go. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I feel like I'm not allowed to not like it because, uh, I don't know, it's kind of culture, isn't it? Like, I don't know, um, what, you've not read Jane Eyre? How could, how could you not? It's fucking culture. It's like, well... What, you've not seen the Shawshank Redemption then? Exactly, do you know what I mean? Dude, it's like the greatest film ever made. So, I don't know, I guess... Yeah, it's just, it's just old. Yeah. I think, I think from start to finish, yeah, you just didn't like this film. No, I did. There are parts of it that I did, and I like... You know, I like, I like zombie films. I always did, and I was excited for this hashtag zombie month. Uh, but yeah, dude, this is this is weak. It's old. <laughs> I'll get into it. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, insert spoiler here. Nothing says spoiler alert like the Nature Boy Ric Flair. So as the unburied dead wake up across middle America, a small group of strangers have taken refuge in a farmhouse to survive. Hmm. Pretty, pretty quick and easy one, this. Oh, that was it? Yeah. To be fair, that is. That's just the long and short of the film, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And this film barely lasts, set, it barely lasts a day. The unburied, though. Yeah, that's what they kept saying. It's like the unburied dead. Right. So, I mean, they're struggling to get out of coffins. Right. So, yeah. Um, all the dead have risen, but the poor bastards that did get buried in a coffin yeah. are... You know, quite quite rightly, physically enabled to bury out of uh, six feet of earth. Absolutely. I'm, okay. And wood. But also, I guess that a lot of them would be far too decomposed to be a zombie as well. I think you have to have some rudimental 
you'd need organs yeah. about you to be a zombie. Some muscle, some some bone density. Yeah. I always wondered that when you see like a hand, you know, in some films, like the hand comes out of the, the grave. Like, dude, he's been fucking digging for a while. I don't know. How long would it take to using your hands bury out of a six foot hole? <laughs> Fair time. Yeah. So the film opens with uh, characters Barbara and brother Johnny. Uh, they've gone to lay a wreath on their dad's grave. Yeah. Yeah. And so with some absolute douchebaggery from Johnny, the whole, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, I thought you meant before then. Like, he is not happy to having to have, having to drive to go lay a wreath <laughs> on his dead father's grave. <laughs> yeah, I think douchebag is pretty, pretty apt for this dog. Yeah. But that, yeah, they're coming to get you, Barbara. That was a pretty good impression. So it turns out his douchebaggery calls are actually telling the truth because there are ghouls and zombies actually floating about and they are coming to get Barbara. Yeah. Well, there's one. There's one. And it's a pretty measly zombie. In that. I think you even asked at that point, like, wait, is that, is that a zombie? <laughs> I just thought this was going to be like a psych out. Like, it was like just a fucking um, grave digger who's had a couple of shandies and he's like stumbled into it. I thought like, oh no, the zombie's going to be way more scary than this. But no, 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 this man with a slight rip in his uh, blazer, yeah. that is the extent of how we tell the difference between humans and zombies. Well, he would have had... This to... one is undead. <laughs> he's got a rip in his shoulder. Yeah. He's, his shirt is untucked <laughs> and a slight rip. And, and because it's black and white, it's like, you know, you can't see the colour in their face, you know, or the... I don't know, the scars or the, the, the boils or whatever they may have on their face that indicate that, yep, he did. Yeah, or, you know, the, the half decomposition of certain Exactly, parts exactly. It just looked like another bloke <laughs> and it didn't, yeah, I wasn't overly scared, I'm not going to lie. And this was uh, broad daylight, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, who lays a wreath on a grave at midnight? Yeah, well, exactly. Goths. <laughs> I would I would like to see this film in colour because I think it would have been even less scary in colour probably well so on Amazon Prime where we watch this thank you Jeff Bezos uh, there is an, there's an alternate version where they have colour dates and we actually put it on just to watch the, the first intro bit and straight away it was like this is that fucking Wizard of Oz it's too colourful it was too much I didn't mm. like it mm. so we went with black and white rightfully yeah. so I think yeah <laughs> also quick note I think what we get onto later in the film is that we figure out that George Romero originally didn't use the word zombies used the word ghouls yeah <laughs> ghouls is so much fun that's a quick little one which uh, never really caught on I guess so did they not say zombies throughout this film at all I don't really recall it they always say like the undead are back to life the unburied dead are coming up, whatever. And then they have that whole scene when uh, talking about ghouls. So when did they coin the phrase zombies? I don't know. Um, there's the word zombie was around beforehand because this is not the very first zombie film. Oh, ever, it's not. But it is the OG zombie film to what we would now know as a zombie. So, there, for instance, there was uh, I Walked With a Zombie and White Zombie, two different films that were made before this. Mm. But their premise is more based on like the folklore origins of the zombie, which is like a Haitian um, witch doctor kind of thing. So it's like the, the undead are coming back to life, but they're, under, they're being controlled by the living, by okay. an evil living person. So this was like the OG of how we know zombies now. Right. That rising from the dead and coming they, just to fuck shit up. Exactly. They ain't got no master. 
Right. Um, so the word zombie, yes, was around before, but I guess he just didn't want to use it. He wanted to go with ghouls. Mm. Scary, scary ghouls. That was really informative, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so after a bit of a tussle with the zombie, uh, Johnny is pushed down to the ground, knocks his head. Anyway, he dies. Yeah. Dies of a blow to the head. And Barbara, unable to start the car as Johnny's up the keys, decides to get away from the zombie by taking the handbrake off and meandering slightly downhill. <laughs> Put it in H! <laughs> what country is this from? It no longer exists. <laughs> but, like, what the fuck is that crash? Yeah. She, she ends up crashing the car, which means a zombie catches up with her. But, what the fuck? Well, this is the start of Barbara's fucking mental regression to become a fucking toddler. She Just a potato. Just a potato. She is pissing useless throughout this entire film. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to make her out to be a lot younger than she actually is. Again, another fucking classic film trait where you've got a 40-year-old <laughs> woman playing a teenager. We all know how much you hate those. But she um, turns into an absolute damsel. Right, from this moment and becomes yeah. fucking useless thereafter. Absolute wet lettuce. So her brother tries to fight this zombie, has the most limp fight I've ever seen since fucking year seven, where <laughs> Sam Barrett took on Ollie Pemberton at Playground, right? <laughs> it was basically like slappers only on GoldenEye meets softcore porn. They have like a little fucking slap <laughs> cuddle. He falls down hits his head on a tombstone and dies. Yeah. And yeah, then Barbara just fucking freewheels the car ever so slowly, ever so slowly Terrible. into a tree. Yeah, it was really bad. Fucking, I, I just don't, the, the, it's a straight road, downhill, she's got the wheel, like, I just don't get it. Fucking. Just kill her now. I think, I <laughs> think, yeah, I think she's just offering herself. It was like, <laughs> no, just do it. Well, the zombie catches up after the crash. Barbara then goes on the run. And finds uh, a farmhouse, which she manages to get her way into. And as she's hiding, she finds the owner of the farmhouse, dead, half-eaten, upstairs. Another quick shock for her. And then we get introduced to, who actually turns out to be the main character, Ben. Yeah. Now, Ben turns up out of nowhere with a truck, comes in and just takes charge. Barbara, like Edna said, has gone mentally incapacitated mm. and nothing. Yeah, and proceeded to just shit herself on the sofa. <laughs> exactly. And Ben starts ordering around, right, we need to get the windows boarded up, doors boarded up, This is, needs to, we need to get this safe. Ben, ben has seen some shit. Ben's, as we find out, has killed a few to get to this point already. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's, yeah, he's a bit scarred. Yeah. He takes a few out with him right now. I think there's only three zombies at this point around the house and he takes a few of them out. So these fucking zombies yeah come on <laughs> i mean I, I, I don't know what i'm picturing because they all like loads of zombie films picture zombies as, in different ways like how um capable they are how fast they are how aggressive they are but these fucking things yeah they just look like mongs like on pills at like five o'clock in the morning you know just <laughs> aimlessly wandering with Gurn face. I definitely saw one in a toga, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. He's not a zombie, he's just off his box. <laughs> the thing is, is though, like, you're right, they seem so non-scary and non-threatening, yet I think more so in this than most other zombie films, they're actually smarter in this. You know, one zombie has already picked up a brick. And... Yeah, they're using tools. Exactly, they're, they're basic level chimpanzees at the moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and some fish. 
saw it on Attenborough the other day. Fish have learnt to use tools. Some fish use tools. Someone yeah. that digs and makes little volcano-y things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it does get scarier as it goes. Because right now, I'm fucking laughing. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I could, no problem, walk out there, take out those three zombies and not even run home. I could... <laughs> I wouldn't even have to power walk. <laughs> And, th- and this is another thing. So when 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 Barbara is running yeah. to the house, sprinting. sprinting, screaming, and then looking back, and no, the zombie is still miles away, <laughs> and you are in fact getting further away. It's fine. Like not like I don't know some films where the killer keeps getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. It's like no no no, you have fully outrun the zombie. You're yeah. fine. So you see, it, it does it does get scary later when it when they come in numbers, and that's the whole fear factor I've been overwhelmed totally but when there's like three of them and he's shitted himself to board up all the windows like mate you go out there with a fucking I don't know a piece of wood with a with a nail on it you've got a... <laughs> would have been longer reach than what he had with the tyre iron right? so it's probably been better yeah that's true so Ben explains uh, his story about how he's gotten to this point and <laughs> what I find funny is that when he allows um, Barbara to tell her story, he gets so bored so quickly. He's <laughs> shaking his head like, I can't be arsed to listen to this bitch. Fucking hell. Like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Women never stop, eh? <laughs> like, there was a point of that. It's like, you've given your life story and the second she starts talking. <laughs> Men, Shut eh? Shut up. <laughs> so uh, at the end of this, Barbara starts getting over the top. She gets hysterical. And uh, Ben knocks her out, gives her a right good right hand hug. Yeah, he uses his ring hand, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. It's like, um, you know, the answer in all fifties uh, and sixties film for hysterical women. Just, just give them a slap. Just give them a big old yeah, slap. Slap around the face, sort them right out. Love you. Uh, so Ben turns on the radio, and something that's actually quite cool about this film, which I haven't seen really done properly since is that the radio and then later on the TV are constantly playing in the background of this film. I don't know if you really notice it every now and again because there's obviously other bits to keep your attention, but they've done really well with that. Just a constant noise of someone talking, a reporter. Did you notice this? No, I didn't. But I find with this film and a lot of old films, there is so little dialogue. And I think you explained it to me. Yeah. That... I mean, a lot of older films that didn't have the budget would choose to have less dialogue because there was less chance they'd have to pay for redos or, or uh, voiceovers and things like that. Yeah. So limit the amount of dialogue. Because it was awkward, the lack of dialogue. <laughs> like, <laughs> j- say something. There's you, something in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> please, please do now explain who you are, what are you doing here. But yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's a reason for it. Maybe they, because they had that continuity then, so it's not so quiet of... Yeah. True. The radio in the background. Just keeping some background noise, yeah. absolutely. So in his wanderings, Ben finds a shotgun uh, hidden in a cabinet and but somehow seems to miss the glaringly obvious cellar door. Yeah. It's not, not really hidden, it's just yeah. behind another door. Yeah. Um, from which we get our next load of characters. Uh, we meet Tom and Harry. They end up coming out and... Uh, to give some bullshit reason for why they've not come out until now and explain that their families are also downstairs. So we've got Tom's Mrs. Judy mm-hmm. and then Harry's family, his wife Helen and his daughter Carrie. Harry's the arsehole, right? Harry is an absolute helmet. Okay. Yes. Yep. And Tom's the young teenage 
backstage helpful guy. Worst actor ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not great. I don't know if uh, standards were lower back then, but wow. It's like literally they just rounded this kid up two <laughs> minutes before and he's reading the script from the palm of his hand. <laughs> can, can you tell I'm reading? Yes. We, there, there's a cellar down. <laughs> yeah, he tried hard, but oh, you know. God loves a child. Yeah. His wife was fit though. Uh, Judy. Mm. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan of Judy, I yeah. Yeah, big fan. Is that just because she was the only looker in the bunch? Yes. <laughs> um, so, Harry just fucking loves this cellar, right? He's <laughs> all he fucking wants is to get back down in the cellar. I mean, granted, he does have a critically ill child down there. Yeah. <clears throat> but he just won't stop going on about it. And just, like, inappropriately. Like, <laughs> no, no one even mentioned the cellar, buddy. <laughs> what? Who said, this? Who said anything about a cellar? <laughs> No, Don't you bash my cellar. <laughs> so, so once again, no, nobody mentioned the cellar. <laughs> what my cellar? What you going to in the cellar? Everybody to the cellar. Like, um, yeah, it was just, it was just very overly confrontational, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. He wanted to be the big dick on campus, but you know, we all clearly see that he's got the tiny dick. Probably a racial thing as well. Going here, I was like, it was everything but. Like, like attacking Ben without saying any racial slurs. Yeah, basically. absolutely, very much so. I think we will definitely be getting into that a little bit later. It's a great spot. So the upgrade from the radio to the TV. Now we've got an actual news reporter in the newsroom, uh, who explained that the un the unburied dead are coming back to life. Blah blah blah, and they list off areas of safe zones. Mm. Get to here, uh, you'll get help from the national guard. Blah blah, and some very strange. Uh, interview with some scientists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reporters trying to get the word on the Uranus shuttle, I think it was. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, that was a bit of a miss. I thought these sections were pretty cool, actually. I like the fact that they're getting this constant feed from news reporters of yeah. of, of intel that they're, they're getting in. So it, it you learn the story a little bit more as it goes. You know, they're telling them what they are, what's happening, and then they go on to tell them that how you should kill them, what you need to do to dispose of them. I think that's quite clever how they mm -hmm. do it. But yeah. this bit's a bit of a miss. The the reason why, because a, sh a, a satellite had, uh, had just come back. The Uranus um, satellites. <laughs> Uranus. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Uranus. Uh, a satellite basically coming back and radiation poisoning, I think is what they're putting the blame down onto. Yeah. Right. That's why everybody is now monged off the face on pills yeah <laughs> so the plan of escape is they want to get the truck out the front they want to get to the petrol pump fill it up and get everyone out to the national guard to the safe zone so they make some molotov cocktails that they're going to use as a uh, distraction but hang on but but all the all the all the old fucker wants to do is get back into his fucking oh, he basement to, yeah, he just wants to get back to the cellar <laughs> why is no one going down the cellar with me <laughs> Uh, so it's decided that Harry, yeah, cellar man, is going to throw the Molotov cocktails, distract, whilst Ben and Tom are going to get in the truck, go fill it with petrol, and all the women are just going to stay in the cellar. Yeah. Yeah. So everything starts going off fine. The Molotov cocktails are doing their job. Uh, but as they're going out, Judy, Tom's missus, runs up and doesn't want to go down the cellar. She wants to stay with Tom. Yeah. So she hops in the van, in, into the truck. And they managed, they actually managed to get up to the petrol pump mm. where they very stupidly shoot the lock off it. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but, but that wasn't the problem. 
That wasn't the issue. <laughs> you know, firing a gun directly at a petrol pump, that worked fine. Yeah, absolutely. And as they try and fill it up, petrol starts going absolutely fucking everywhere and sets a light. Wait, no, but hang on. He's He's got a torch, so he's holding... Yes. He's holding a... Ben's, hold, Ben's holding like a, to, a homemade torch. Yeah, to try and keep the zombies at bay. Yes. So there's this real comical moment where this fucking idiot gets the petrol pump up and accidentally pushes it down before it goes in and squirts, <laughs> squirts Ben's arm, squirts the car, and then just everything engulfs. I'm like, oh, jolly, mister, I didn't mean to do that. Like this fucking bumbling young idiot. There's like, damn it, you fool. There was something very Robin-esque about him. Good one on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, as Ed says, everything's engulfed in flames. And at least they have the common decency to actually drive the truck away a little bit from the house, from the petrol pump, in case it goes up further. But lo and behold, kablamo, so long Tom and Judy. Yeah. Uh, ben manages to escape and gets back down to the house. Yeah. Where he's locked out, he's trying to bang the door back to get in, but Ari's having none of it. Fucking abs- there is, and this is where we get the classic horror f- um, zombie film trope, at least, where there's always one wimp. Right, there's always one douchebag that's yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't doesn't come to the plate exactly yeah. But Ben still manages to break his way in and well beats the shit out of Harry for not letting him in. So firstly, right, uh, the young couple, Tom and Judy, Tom and Judy, not a bad way to go, all things considered, in a zombie apocalypse, right? Quick death, quick death, yep, explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I like about this is the zombies all then huddle round the car, smell of flesh, boom, bit of barbecue. Absolutely. They are like, fucking hey, this is great. They get like cooked wings and legs and (laughs) all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't knock that. Do you you think they really care though? (laughs) They just want meat. I mean, I imagine it comes off the bone a bit easier. I don't know. I I don't think beggars can be choosers when it comes to zombies, but I'm sure if you put a nice grilled T-bone steak... And, I don't know, a runny piece of pancreas side by side. They're going for that steak all day. <laughs> I found this part difficult being black and white as well when uh, the zombies were then eating Tom and Judy. When they'd, oh, yeah. when they'd got themselves over, got themselves a bit of barbecue, they've got their 40 ounce, they sat down on the grass now. Just cotching it. Cotching it. and they start down off the pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got the fucking munchies real bad. Do you know what I mean? They're eating and I'm like... I can't really see what they're doing. If that was like a heart or a lung or like a muscle or something, that would have been scary or blood dripping. But it's just like, I don't know, what is, is, is he just... So the effect is kind of lost then. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I think... Um... It just looks like he's eating a Rustler's burger. <laughs> it may well have been. But I guess we covered this a little bit when we watched the uh, original Evil Dead film that, you know, put yourself in the mindset of someone in 1968 watching that, you know, they're horrified. They're flying backwards off their seat. Like really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just don't get it. Like so, uh, because we're so desensitized to it now. Absolutely. Imagine what they would have done if they'd have put a fucking saw film back in the fucking sixties, seventies, whatever, and showed it people. Then they, people would be dying. I would. Oh my god, that would be brilliant. Do you remember, like people passed out. There was like huge reports, fucking countrywide, of people passing out watching The Exorcist in the cinema when it was released. I you would watch- be I would be one of them now. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's just, that's just scary. But this, how has this come off it? People weren't scared of this. 
I would imagine they would have been. These I... are hardened folk that have lived through world wars, right? And you're <laughs> telling me they're fucking shitting their pants at some mongoloid, like, <laughs> walking at a snail's pace while staring at the moon. But it's a difference, isn't it? It's like the fear of the unknown. They've not seen a zombie before. They don't know what the fuck's going on. So we get the car before the storm here. Um, with the, the characters are all sitting around. They're discussing. I think the main point to bring up is that uh, Ben asks how Karen got ill or what's up with Karen, which is when we find out that Karen has been bitten by one of these things. Karen's the, the, the kids. The, sorry, the... Uh, yeah, Harry's Harry, Harry and Helen's kid. Harry and Helen's kid. Yeah, yeah, down in Harry's beloved cellar. Oh, the goddamn cellar. Honestly. H- when do they have the clip where he goes back down to the cellar for a smoke? Uh, in a bit. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, I think it is in this moment. No, our favourite scene. I'll show him. They'll see. <laughs> He's down in the cellar, like, having just like a, a, a just a classic bicker with his wife during the, a, a world pandemic of flesh-eating zombies upstairs and he's having just a domestic because nobody thinks my... No one's taking my cellar cereal. Cereal, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I was surprised there wasn't more woman beating in this because it definitely like he wanted to hit his wife. In oh, this. yeah. But his wife gave off feisty vibes, though. I think his wife gave off the vibes of, like, I am so sick of this marriage. Yeah. But damn it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in too deep right now. I might as well stay with him. Stay together for the kids. <laughs> there was no love there, was there? Oh, hell no. I love this. There is no there is no reason for this plot. We're now, we're, we're like, diagnosing their <laughs> love <laughs> relationship. We're doing couples therapy for God, Harry and Helen. Guys, have you mixed it up? You know, when was the last time you just went out and did something? <laughs> did something different? Leave the kid at home in the cellar and yeah. go out and enjoy yourself. Maybe go roller skating. I don't know. <laughs> what do people do in 1768? What made you fall in love with each other? <laughs> Our love of cellars. <laughs> well, you see, Helen's dad was in the cellar business. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's like, you know, that love has turned into a labour of love now because they're stuck in the cellar, you know? <laughs> I Am see, I making sense? I see what you've done there. You'd be a good couples therapeutic person. I, th- I just think if, if, they, if they lived a little bit longer, they'd sort of realise, like, you know, come on, why are we fighting? <laughs> this is what brought us together. I love you, honey. <laughs> Before they get eaten by their daughter. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, shit, they do, actually, don't they? So, as they see on the TV now, we've got uh, a posse. We've got an actual posse of people walking around, uh, part sheriffs, part locals, shooting the zombies, trying to help everyone. Yeah, and these guys give zero fucks. Oh, <laughs> like... yeah, these are rednecks. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and, but this is exactly how it is. This guy's like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, I've I've been cow tipping that was trickier. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I've got a couple of fucking hicks. I've given them guns and we're going around town to town clearing out the zombie crisis it's like they are literally fucking morons <laughs> it doesn't add much to the 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 threatening nature of these zombies does it not at all no i bet you could literally hold a pointed stick and they would walk themselves towards towards you and impale until dead yeah like this is how you can kill the zombies yeah i think this is actually a good point like one of the reasons why the walking dead got so shit i mean there's numerous reasons but they completely eliminated any kind of threat the zombies were by season three the zombies were literally could be killed by someone standing on their head because they were so decaying yeah that they stopped being an issue yeah it was like you've ruined it you've written yourself into a hole like it's buggered yeah because you need to you need to be scared of the zombies yes i need to fear them and there is nothing in this film 
that made me scared and proved it by this group of hick rednecks that were cool as a cucumber it's like time to give an interview to fucking yeah bbc one <laughs> like oh yeah man i've got all the time you need you know i've got a fucking group of zombies walking towards me now but we got time well, it's fine They're yeah. nothing. and i don't know if you noticed this but all I could see in the reporter that was um, doing the bit to camera, who oh, were yeah. interviewing the radio, Jordan Klepper. Yeah, I did see a little <laughs> bit of it. He looked the absolute <laughs> spitting image of Klepper. So, like, at any moment, he was about to ask some really condescending <laughs> questions to Trump fans. <laughs> just turn, just absolutely spin his own argument on his own head. Fuck yeah. You. <laughs> so, you hear a kill zombies. <laughs> So at this point, uh, we kind of stop moving towards the final showdown. The zombie horde has gathered outside the house. There is a fair fucking number of them now, and they start breaking their way in. Uh, so whilst trying to keep the boards up, Ben drops the gun, to which Harry then runs, sees his opportunity, runs to the gun to try and take control of the whole thing and probably just get everyone back down to the cellar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it'll make my cellar better. A gun. <laughs> Uh, but in a tussle, Ben wins and fucking just no no apologies shoots Bear, uh, shoots Harry right in the gut. Oh, he does, doesn't he? He does. That's when uh, Harry starts meandering slowly back down to to his beloved cellar yeah. and to his daughter Karen, Barbara. We haven't spoken about Barbara for a while, rightfully so. But yeah. she finally snaps out of this fucking daze trance that she's been in whilst Helen is screaming for help while holding some barricades up. And she actually helps. She actually does something good. Barbara comes up and helps hold the boards up so that Helen can bugger off this time. Uh-huh. And... This is the this is the bit where all there's loads of them outside now and yeah. all the hands are coming through. The, <laughs> yeah. That's all it was missing this scene just them shouting brains brains. <laughs> like the Simpsons episode where Bart and Homer put their hands through and they they're like pretending they have leprosy or something. They put their hand through uh, the Flanders letterbox. <laughs> brains. Use your brains to help us. (laughs) So Helen goes downstairs to the cellar where she sees their daughter Karen has reanimated and is currently eating the remains of her husband Harry on the floor. Yeah, gnawed his arm off, right? Yeah, she's just kind of gnawing away. Did Harry die from the gun wound or did then... uh... You don't actually see. Harry stumbles downstairs and I think think you see Karen kind of sit up at that point which is when we go flip back upstairs to to the... Helen and Barbara situation. Yeah, she's she's caught on a whiff of, of, of meat. Yes, exactly. Of blood. Fresh blood. Yeah. Uh, and she wants more. But the strange bit in this is that Karen, as an undead zombie, uses a trowel oh. to repeatedly stab yeah. her mother. <laughs> yeah, why did this turn into a slasher film? I don't know. I guess, again, you know, this, this being the kind of archetype for the modern zombie film it didn't really have the full pattern in yet right the, the there was there was a funnier bit to this though than um than just a zombie stabbing someone to death it's the t- amount of time that it takes for her to get from point a to point b with yeah. the trial to stab the mum and it's one of those scenes where it pans to the mum she's like no and then the daughter starts walking close and then she's still no 
And it takes a good five seconds like, until she finally gets to her. Just to move! <laughs> like, get up! Get, get up and walk! She's incredibly slow. Punch her! Anything! But she doesn't, and she gets stabbed. And Gets a good stabbing, doesn't she? Again, not a bad way to go. Uh, well, repeatedly stabbed with a garden trowel. I, I, better than being eaten alive. We cut back upstairs, and the zombies are now fully breaking through. Yeah. And we see douchebag Johnny. Hey, Johnny's back. Barbara's brother. They're comes... coming to get your Barbara. <laughs> That's what I did, actually. Uh, he comes through the door, uh, which just throws Barbara back into her shock and awe again, where she's just doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. And gets carried away. She gets carried off into the horde by Johnny. Yeah. Uh, to be eaten. Yeah. No, she goes out like a punk. She goes out like a punk. They, I, I thought they did this bit well. Yeah? I, I thought... I don't know. It's something a bit twisted, a bit... You know, it's a bit sadder that it was her brother. Because she... She almost let her guard down. Yeah. She she'd snapped out of it, and she was she wasn't she was no longer in flight. She was in fight mode. Yeah. But then seeing her brother, it it made her relax a little bit or let her emotions flood back. In which then she was enveloped, and I think a modern zombie film, you would then see her literally being ripped apart, her guts pulled out, blah blah blah. Yeah. Which I kind of would want to see a <laughs> little bit, but just this sort of swarm of people then until you could no longer see her. Yeah. Just lost I, in the sea of zombies. I, I, I think this is when the point when this this is when the film gets a little bit scary. Okay. Because that eeriness of being entirely overwhelmed. Yeah. No matter how fucking slow or dumb or whatever they are, when you're talking a thousand people. Yeah. Trying to get in through a few areas of the house, there's nothing you could do, and yeah. that's when it starts to get scary. This bit always reminds me of. The bit in Shaun of the Dead when they are actually in a pub and all the zombies are coming through. Now I know obviously Shaun of the Dead is after this and it's a comedy, yeah. But I think that's exactly it—the sea of people coming through these very finite areas where they can't protect all of them now. Yeah. And there's even in that, I think uh, Dylan Moran is one that just gets pulled out into the sea of zombies and ripped apart. Yeah. And then his missus goes out, and they—it's they, exactly that. They just—they had probably the budget to show a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't have any budget, and there's no point. It's black and white. You're not going to fucking see blood <laughs> but then like you could probably save a bit of money yeah like you could literally use a wheel of sausages <laughs> uh, and then cook them for tea yeah and I don't know squirt anything you don't have ketchup use mayonnaise <laughs> shit it ain't gonna come up on the fucking colour screen until some douchebag turn it into colour and put it on Amazon Prime oh that's true hey that's mayo <laughs> <laughs> they weren't sausages at all so Ben, after knocking uh, Karen out of the way, manages to lock himself down into into the cellar. Uh, he secures it then by shooting both the re the reanimated Harry and Helen. Oh yeah, they sort of do the the scary eye open and sitting up, yeah, sitting back up, yeah. yeah. And we then oh go on. No, no, I'll 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 hold it. Okay, I'll hold it. So. Ben basically falls asleep. This is implied that this is now the next day and starts hearing noises from outside, which turns out to be the posse that we saw on TV. The sheriff and his boys 
come in and clear in town. That have quite easily and simply with a few guns yep. had no problem with the hordes of zombies. <laughs> they're, and they're having fun with it. Oh, they're enjoying this. I like yeah. this. You know, if you're in this situation, you know, play with it. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. These things are dead. It's fine. No problem. <laughs> you know, work on your hunting, you know. No need to feel remorse. No, make it a bit, make a bit light of it, you know. Yeah. Zombie kill of the week and all that. Like how they do in uh, Zombieland. Absolutely. You have to appreciate the little things well they almost do in a weird way with what we're about to see um so ben hears the noise comes outside or at least out of the cellar and into the main part of the room uh to which one of the posse needs to earn his needs to earn his stripes to be part of it and so the sheriff gives him like you get you get that one in the house and boom Mm. so abruptly Mm. so just instantaneous fucking ben shot dead Mm. by the posse that were coming to arguably protect him save him Mm. um the film then ends on a very somber still images uh flicking over of them dragging the corpse of ben and throwing him onto the fire yeah (sighs) fucking with those like uh grab hooks those neat fucking hooks yeah pretty bad somber ending yes but let me let me get into it a little bit um so uh yes this posse has come and saved the day but there were literally thousand of these zombies in the house when we last saw where did they all go did they just get bored and just fuck (laughs) off they're like this house party shit mate we're off like you know what I mean? Like, did they, did they, did they cotton wind of like more living next door? So they just like slowly dispersed. They will have meandered away, and I think it's a lot of it's implied is that they probably heard the gunshots of the posse come in, and zombies will be attracted to the noise. Maybe gone towards outside because they are shooting a hell of a lot more outside uh, than there were beforehand. So I'm assuming that some of them have dispersed. Yes. Okay. Fine. 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 Secondly, Harry was fucking right. <laughs> all Harry wanted to do was wait it out in the cellar. His goddamn cellar. His beautiful, lovely cellar. If they would have done that, yep. they would have been fine. All <laughs> of them. And you were you were made to believe throughout the film that this fucking crackpot asshole doesn't know what he's talking about. He's going to put himself into a corner and kill them all when, well, actually, if they would have all just gone to the cellar, taken the food, taken the radio, barricaded themselves in... They would have been all right. They would have been okay. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Debunked. Listen to the dickhead. Uh, So a lot of people have put theories to this film. I think uh, I've read things about uh, parallel with the Vietnam War and the the zombies representing America's silent majority. Um, But if you're going to put a meaning to the film, then it kind of has to be the glaringly obvious one, which is that of a racial matter. Okay. So so I will start this with the fact that George Romero has come out and said that the casting of Dwayne Jones as, as the lead actor, Ben, had nothing to do with race. In his words, he cast the best actor with the budget that they had for the film that they were making. This is straight after the civil rights movement. The civil, right. uh, so uh, this, this, is the fir- this, is, this is the first ever black-led uh, horror film. Right. The first leading leading black actor. That's cool. Which has obviously been done since, but I mean, I think, again, maybe uh, an argument for why this film is so good, uh, big, and reason why it's held its place in history is that 
Yes, there have been other horror films recently that have had lead black actors, but not until 2017, I think, when Get Out came out. This was still heralded as the best one. Shit, really? Yeah. In horror films? Yeah. I mean, the only other times in horror films that you get black um, leading actors are normally there for... They're, they're, they're in like Candyman, where they're actually the antagonist. Right. They're not the hero. Yeah. Or they're used... I think the classic trope is, you know, the uh, the black man in the horror film... Dies first. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah. so long and that they have been portrayed terribly in horror films, uh, that this has been heralded as the best one because it's, it is driven by the black man. But that's so strange. Then how come there was such a gap between this, which is clearly very progressive in... I mean, I like, firstly, I like the fact that he said he's hired the best man for the job and, and, and almost brought it away from a racial argument yeah. anyway. But, you know, this should have paved the way early doors for then many other black actors to follow in that path. Like, not to say that, you know, uh, directors should have gone out and sought for black actors, but, you know, it would have been uh, a poster boy yeah. for that... Um, to, to strive to as a as a black actor, right? I th- oh, absolutely. I think it has. It would have done. It, do, it would have done wonders because there were other films, like I say, that are made afterwards with black lead actors. But I don't think you can change the way a whole nation feels. I think that Dwayne uh, Jones was actually interviewed about one time driving home from set and actually being chased down in his car uh, by a group of white people fucking wielding a bloody tire iron and he said in an interview that how fuck's sake I know they're all wearing fucking hoods and well not far off I imagine burning a lowercase t (laughs) Uh, so some critics see the film as when we are introduced to the rest of the characters so when the people come up from the basement that we're actually creating a miniature social America within the farmhouse so it's kind of said that um, Henry and Ben we see are completely at odds straight away, right? Henry insisting that everyone needs to listen to him. Uh, he needs to be in charge, despite the fact that Ben is the one that's created this safe house, mm. has the gun on him, um, which I think people then have therefore kind of led to this idea of slaves building America. They've actually built this and white people in charge trying to take it as uh, taking it as for themselves taking it as their own we see the other characters adding to this and then we've got a, the the passive people represented here by helen uh, harry's wife uh kind of sees the wrongs but are doing absolutely nothing about it as we were kind of joking about she fucking hates her husband but she's she's just taking an impartial route to everyone here uh what i liked though the the idea of tom and judy uh these younger people kind of wanting to build a bridge and actually going along with Ben and his plan. Okay. Representing this, this youth and this hope that the 60s, uh, the, the peace and love That's clever. brought in and the next generation... Uh, They've, they're breaking down the barriers. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think that I think the thing that you can really get behind for this argument is what we just, just talked about, the ending of this film. You know, I think you can put it in almost like a... This man has managed to survive a night of zombies, but couldn't survive the USA. <laughs> still got, still gets shot by a clan member. He still gets shot by a white posse. Yeah. You know, I think so. Even if you take out the subtle uh, undertones that we've gone through there, the final image and the final scene of this surely does have a statement right then and there. 
So, who is represented here by the flesh-eating zombies? <laughs> what people are that? The flesh-eating zombies uh, represents uh, the Vietnam War. Right. <laughs> I don't know, Ed. Right. I don't really know. I think it's just they're the catalyst for this whole amalgamation of this miniature social statement of America that's happening in the farmhouse. So there you go. There's your answer. The amalgamation of... <laughs> brought to you by flesh eating zombies <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right fucking debunked i mean for me i just thought it was a shit zombie film <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 kind of not held itself in time i don't think very well as far as the horror aspects to this film but saying that if if this was the first time that it told this story of the dead rising to do nothing but fuck up the living yeah i guess it's scary you kind of would look twice at everybody and maybe then that is scary the fact that these guys didn't the zombies didn't look like uh decomposing yeah dead people flesh eaters flesh eaters you know just like if you walked up to me with your shirt untucked and a ripped blazer i'd be like <laughs> all right buddy smells a bit but you know i'm not gonna sock him yet <laughs> It would Welcome take back to the first fucking zombie. Yeah, this fucking prick. It would have taken me a while to throw a punch. Like I, I would like. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, thank you for holding your punch ever so slightly at the man coming towards you. Well, you know how. Yeah, how much into your personal space would someone have to get before you threw a punch? It depends what he's doing in my personal space. Well, just just meandering slowly <laughs> towards you, like this gentleman was. Uh, considering I have seen the film It Follows, I probably would punch sooner rather than later. Okay. <laughs> right, so, kicking hashtag zombie month mm. off to a banging start. Yeah. Uh, Ed. Level one. Are you, you... Is that it? It's a one. Is this a Disney princess? It's a fucking Disney... Come on! <laughs> I was honestly... I was... I was... I, I was more scared of the spirits in Frozen 2 than I was in this. <laughs> or harks back to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, any explanation furthering this? Or... Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not giving this a one because of what, whether how I like if I liked the film or not. No, sure. I'm marking this on fear factor, fear rating. Yes. And do you know what? At the end of it, I I kind of liked it. I saw it for what it was—a piece of cinema, a bit of culture, a bit of something new and creative. So I've got to give it props for that. But. Fuck off. Come on. I'm, I, I, I'm not... I wasn't born in the 40s. Yeah. I, unfortunately, my mind and my, my world has been exposed to violent terrors and social media and whatever that it is to be a millennial. So, no, I'm not afraid of some bloke with a rip suit meandering towards me uh, impersonating the Vietnam War or whatever the fuck you told me. <laughs> I'm, I'm really lost. Yeah, no, it's okay. I gotcha. Uh, so, Night of the Living Dead, you are a Disney princess, especially that shit zombie at the very start. Yeah. So, next week, we are continuing Hashtag Zombie Month with somewhat of a continuation of the Night of the Living Dead storyline. And I'll explain why somewhat in next week's episode. Or we're just watching the same film again, but in colour. No, we're not. Okay. I'll explain why it's somewhat. Okay. Uh, but we are going to be watching the 1985 film Return of the Living Dead. 
1985. Yes, we're jumping forward a couple of decades. <sighs> okay. Um, uh, I, I must say, as with the music taste of mine, this is probably the greatest soundtrack to a horror film. Okay. It's fucking badass. Okay. Well, I'm um, I am excited. Yeah. I'm a little bit um. I'm a little bit downhearted, actually. I was okay. super psyched for Zombie Month. Yeah. And I've basically watched the first 20 minutes of The Wizard of Oz <laughs> <laughs> this week. And now I'm watching uh, an, another 80s throwback where I'm going to have to see a lot of perms and uh, bush next week. You'll see a lot of Mohicans. Uh, the, well, the thing is, what I said is that I think I'm trying to take a zombie film from... Because it's... Because it itself is a own subgenre of horror. Yeah. It has it, even more genres within it. So I'm trying to take one from it all. I've, got, I've taken the original. I've taken the OGs. Uh, this is a slightly more comedic one. This is you know not quite on the level of Shaun of the Dead or you know Brain Dead or whatever some other ones. You know, but this is still one of the comedic side of things. And then I'm gonna bring it all home in the third week with hopefully. A level four or a level five. Okay. An actual scary zombie film. Okay. No, okay, fine. I like what you're doing. And plus, hopefully we get to see a bit more of a sweet, sweet 80s bush, right? Oh, cannot be a bit of 80s bush. Cannot, cannot be a bit of 80s Barbara Bush. Barbara, Barbara Bush. <laughs> I bet she had a massive bush. She definitely had a well, bush husband. Bush by name, bush by nature. <laughs> I wonder if they made jokes about it, you know? <laughs> Hey, we are we are the bushes. Here's Bush in the bush. There's <laughs> Bush coming out of a bush. Damn it, this is Bushly. So, film one of hashtag Zombie Month done, right? Hashtag Zombie Month. Yas Queen. Oh, is that going to start trending? Uh, we're talking about it's already trending, mate. Just in, in this house. Yeah, because we've like used the hashtag twice. Please try. Let's try and get it going. Um, if you. Uh, yeah, like and share this. Please use the hashtag Zombie Month. Yes. <laughs> it's really going to take off. It's, it's, it's totally going for it. It's going through the roof. Grasp on now while you can, people. We're going to do it every year, right? If we're still going next year, damn right. Hashtag Zombie Month will continue next year. February is hashtag Zombie Month. It is indeed. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week for some more hashtag Zombie Month. Hashtag Zombie Month. Big thanks to Senmore Paramedics for our special music features this week. Uh, cheers for letting us use your track, guys. Um, big thanks to Gregson. Thank you, good friend. And thank you to y'all. And thank you, Will. You're welcome. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Nice one. Ta-ra. Oh, ta-ra. ta-ra. You fucking that off. <laughs> Do we have to redo it? How do you not like sea shanty? You love sea shanty. No, I. I... What the hell is that? That's not a sea shanty. Oh, of course, it is. It's like a pirate tune. Though. Where where do pirates live? Uh, Somalia. <laughs> <laughs> See where you went with that.